Welcome to this week's class on Chassidus. Today is a very, very special day for us here, as it's Erev Lag Boimer, and I just saw already it's Lag Boimer. Lag Boimer, as we know, is the passing of Roshim Yechai. And Roshim Yechai said on his day of passing, we should all be joyous, we should be happy, and we should celebrate. And there's no greater, greater celebration, and there's no greater way to connecting to Roshim Yechai by learning one of his teachings, and especially the way it's explained by the Rebbe. So there's a famous teaching of Roshim Yechai on Psalm 133, Kuflam at Gimel, on the verse where it says, Shir HaMailis LaDavid, Hinei Matoi V'manoyim, how good and how sweet it is, Sheves Achim Gam Yochad. And we'll see in the Chassidic Discourse, the Rebbe brings this teaching and the way the Rashbi explains it, and the Rebbe adds beautiful insight and will appreciate and understand the whole chapter of Psalms in a very, very beautiful spiritual way like you probably never appreciated or understood it before. Also, we're going to learn very, very powerful ideas in this Chassidic Discourse about the whole idea of blessings. A lot of people always have questions how blessings work and how prayers work and how Torah study and about the importance of studying mysticism and about unity, our relationship with Hashem. Very, very beautiful Hasidic discourse that the Rebbe gave um, in Tavshin Chavbeis, which is 58 years ago, and it was actually certified and edited by the Rebbe in Tavshin Nun 30 years ago. So the, ver- the Hasidic discourse is based on, on, as we mentioned before, on the verse, Sherem al-Saldavid, Hinei matoi v'manoyim shevesk achem gam yochat. And the Rebbe quotes from his father-in-law, the previous Rebbe, that he asks a question. What does it say in the verse, Sheves Achim, that the brothers are sitting together? So if you're sitting, so why does the verse say, Gam also Yachad, in oneness? Seemingly it's redundant. And the previous Rebbe explains that Sheves Achim is a reference to male and female, Chosen and Kala. And Sheves Achim is referring to the first stage in the relationship. The way they're, they're, they're only engaged, they're not married yet. Sheva Sachim. Gam Yochad is once they get married, so now they become really, really one, and Gam Yochad is where the, uh, the relationship gets upgraded into from engagement to marriage. Then the previous Rebbe quotes from the Zohar, and the Zohar says a different insight to the same verse, and the Zohar says, Sheves Achim is a reference to the relationship between Hashem and the Jewish people. Gam Yochad is not only the way the Jewish people exist on a spiritual level, but even the way the Jewish people exist on a physical level. Down here, the relationship with Hashem is one and unified. And Rebbe says the truth is they're really connected because this whole idea that we have Chassan and Kala that are connected is it's an extension from the Chassan and Kalamayla above, which is Hashem and, Hashem and the Jewish people, and that creates that unity. So it's really um, saying the same, the same idea, thus obviously on different uh, spiritual levels. But the Rebbe goes on to say that the truth is, even though we mentioned that uh, it's Chassan and Kala, it's the Hashem and the Jewish people, but the simple definition is that Achim, Shavas Achim is referring to brothers, sisters, the Jewish people getting along. So the Rebbe says there's two different levels in getting along. There's Shavas Achim, where we get along, but we have relationships, but it's me and you. But then there's Gam Yochad, we all get along, we're literally, we're literally as one. 
And based and and based on that, the Rebbe says that um, how do we how are we able to be one? Because when we connect to the idea that Hashem and us are one, and we really ex- we really connect to that idea that we're one with Hashem, we're not two separate entities, we're really one. Gam Yochad, that will allow us to have true love and friendship one with the other. We really become one. And based on this, the Rebbe will explain later on the Chassidic discourse what the verse in Psalms, the second verse, where it says, Kashemen like this good oil on the head, which goes down, drips down on the beard of Aaron, which goes down onto the Amidot and the emotions. But again, in detail, later on in the Chassidic discourse. So the Rebbe begins off and he says, and he brings a piece from the Zohar. And the Zohar quotes the uh, famous story, and this is possibly the main reason why the Rebbe's saying this Hasidic discourse on Lagba Omer and was le- an editor on Lagba Omer, because the stories about Rishon Bar Yechai, the stories was there's a Jewish people needed to have rain. There was, a, there was no rain, there was a drought. So they came to the Rashbi. So the Rashbi went ahead and he took out the Book of Psalms and he said a Kabbalistic insight into the book of, in, into into the into a, a verse in a chapter in the book of Psalms, this specific verse where it says, "He named and the Barshbi taught a Kabbalistic teaching, which we're going to learn later. The teaching a little later on, and all of a sudden rain came down, which is awesome. Can you imagine we got a problem? You walk into your rabbi, he pulls out a book, he tells you a Kabbalistic teaching, and all the problems go away. That's awesome." So that's the story in the Zohar. So the Rebbe says, we all know the question on this, it's a simple, simple question, because we all know it's brought down in many places, especially in Shulchan Aruch, that what happens, God forbid, if there's a drought and there's no rain. So we know that we add certain uh, uh, blessings in the Shemona Esrei, there's certain fasts that you fast, there's actually specifically you add six blessings in the Shemona Esrei, there's actually 13 fasts that you fast, and we all know the famous story with Choyni HaMagol, when there was no rain, he made a circle and he stood in the circle and he prayed, he, a lot of effort went into it. And here the Rashbi doesn't do anything. He doesn't add an extra prayers. He doesn't go ahead and add, tell people to fast. He doesn't make no circles. He, he sits where he is. And what it seemingly, what seems to us, without any tremendous effort, he goes ahead and gives a Kabbalistic teaching on this verse. And all of a sudden, um, the, uh, the, the rain comes down. So questions, what is that all, what is that all about? So the Rebbe explains as follows. He says, why is it what do we just say? That when there's, a, when, there's, when, when there's a tremendous need for rain, so what do you have to do? You have to add six blessings, you have to fast. A lot of effort goes into it. What, why is that? So Derby explains because basically, what's the whole idea of prayer? Prayer is that we are making tremendous spiritual efforts. We're opening up our heart. We're pouring out our soul. We're, we're, we're turning to God. In Kabbalah, the world of Kabbalah, that's called... Milmata Lamaila, which means from down here we're reaching out to Hashem. Now, normally we do it every day in prayer services. It's always Milmata Lamaila. But now, when you really want something which is not there, it's a, it's been it, there's been a drought. There hasn't been any rain, so you have to put in extra effort. And when you put in the extra effort, and there's an expression that says when you put in effort into something, Hashem pays back. So when you put in the effort and prayer, then it comes down. So that makes sense why when you're coming to pray 
and you want something special, you have to put extra effort into it, an extra blessing in terms of rain or fasting or obviously more kavanot, uh, just in general, more meditation. That will cause tremendous uh, blessings. Now, but on the other hand, the Rashmi didn't do that. He just pulled out a, 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 a Psalms, taught us some Kabbalistic teachings, and it came down. So Darby explains, because what do we say? Tefillah, how does Tefillah work? It's milmata lamayla. You put the effort in, and the tremendous blessing comes down. Torah, on the other hand, the Torah is from Hashem. We didn't write the Torah. All we do is we open up and we study Torah. Torah spiritually is called a gift, milmayla, a gift from Hashem, lamata. So since Torah comes from Hashem, it's not our initial effort. It's basically, it's a gift from Hashem. We're studying. But what are we studying? We're studying Torah's Hashem. So the, and spiritually, it's called Milmaila Lamata. Therefore, you don't have to put any extra effort. Take out, the, take out a Chumash, prophets, the writings, and just learn. So the effort is you're learning, but really the big effort was Hashem gave us this tremendous gift. That's why it was able to come down uh, automatically. Now, um, <clears throat> So what happens? Rashbi, so if that's the case, why did he have to go ahead and give, give a special teaching? Because the Rebbe explains that what happened was like this. There's no rain. So you need and you want, there should be now a change. Because even though naturally there should be rain, all of a sudden when there's no rain, so you want to be, there should be a change in the world. Now, so in order for it to be a change in the world, you have to put an effort. Like the, in Tanya it says that through prayer, and when you put effort into prayer, and special meditation into prayer, or like we mentioned before, extra blessings, or extra fasting, that causes the, 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 blessing, the blessing to come down. But however, by, by the Rashbi, his teaching of Torah had the, the same quality of prayer. And because it had the same quality of prayer, it was able to affect change in the world that caused rain to come down um, through Torah. So here we see something really, really profound. Prayer, because it's a tremendous work and tremendous effort, it causes change in the world. Torah, on the other hand, it's a gift from above. So normally it shouldn't cha cause change in the world, but the Torah of, of, of Rashbi was able to cause change in the world. And the question is, how is that so? And as factually, we know it's so, because we saw it work by Rashbi. But the question is, how, how is that so? So the Rebbe explains, based on, we know there's different ways to connect to Hashem. One way we mentioned before is through Torah through studying Torah, you study Hashem's Torah, you're connecting to Hashem through Torah. Then there's another way to connect to Hashem through, through prayer. So we, we have to understand the difference between Torah, the way, the way, how that works, and the way prayer works. So the Rebbe first gives his introduction to understand the way Torah and, and prayer works. He says, let's first try to understand the difference between, we all know, a bracha, a blessing. So a lot of times you come to someone, give me a blessing. Whether it's a simple person, a, a more uh, spiritual person, and we all know it says in the Talmud that even a simple person can give you a blessing. You shouldn't uh, uh, look down, God forbid, at any blessing from, a, from the simplest and most greatest human being. So we know there's a power of blessing. Now, what is the difference between, um, between a blessing and prayer? So again, as we mentioned before, that tefillah, in the words of Kabbalah, is called milmata lamayla which means you're here, you don't have it, and you're beseeching, you're doing a lot of spiritual work, whether you meditate and you prepare yourself and you pour your heart and soul out, milmata, and then you, that prayer goes to Hashem, it opens up 
a special place in Hashem, and all of a sudden Hashem gives you tremendous gifts of whatever you need. Blessing, on the other hand, is something which is called milmayla lamata, which means we all know that um, Hashem, for example, gave Abraham the power to bless. What does that mean? He gave him the ability that he has the power, if someone needs something, go to Abraham and Abraham's descendants and ask them for a blessing and they'll bless you and you'll receive what you need. Or for example, we know that the priests were, were commanded to bless the Jewish people. So when you go to a priest, a, a Kohen, and ask him to bless you, it's Mamata. He has in his storage house a lot, a lot of blessings. He has a lot of opportunities to help people and you ask him for a blessing and he blesses you. That's called Maila Lamata. Now, so again, a prayer that we work on from ourselves, and Hashem showers us down with, it, with, with, with whatever we need, and when he, obviously when He wants to, and blessing is, it's there, and all you have to do is go ahead and command the blessing should come down. So Durba says like this, so what's the difference? By a blessing, seemingly, the person giving the blessing is in a much higher place. Why? Because he has blessings. He's showering you with gifts. He's showering you with whatever you need. Which is true. Prayer. You're a poor person. Have nothing. I'm, I'm beseeching you, Hashem. Hashem, help me. So the Rebbe says very simple. By a blessing, even though it's a blessing, so to speak, automatic, but nevertheless, it doesn't reach so high. It's automatic. It's a, it's a push, but it's, it's, not, it's not a major gift. However, through tefillah, through prayer, you can reach a very, very, very high place. So in other words, a simple example, the Rebbe says, very simple. If you go to someone for a blessing and you ask him to bless you, as long as he has the blessing in stock, he can give it to you. And he'll give it to you and you'll have it right away. But what happens if he doesn't have it in stock? He says, oh my gosh. It was not, that I don't have that blessing for you. You're coming to me to ask you for this, but I don't have it. Then could he help you? He can't help you. On the other hand, the power of prayer is that you can affect something totally new. That means even though in the source, there's no room for that blessing. In other words, as the Rebbe says, for example, there was a decree. There was a decree that someone should constantly be sick. So therefore, that's what's in the cards. A blessing is not going to help you there. But through prayer, you can affect, and I'll, the, quote, the quote from the Rebbe, a new hamshacha, a new drawing down of light and energy from oyer ein soy, from the infinite Hashem, which is higher than anything that's in store for anybody. And that's why the Rebbe says, when it comes to a prayer, it says, Yehi Ratzon. It should be the will of Hashem. What does that mean, Yehi Ratzon? That you have the power to create a new will. And again, why does that work? Because we have the power, Hashem gave us the power, that if we put in Masa Yedecha, we put in the effort, we will see tremendous work, uh, tremendous rewards. So in other words, through the Avoidah, our Avoidah, we can reach the infinite Hashem, which is higher than Hashalshalos. So again, to recap, blessing on one hand... You come for a blessing, boom, it's available right away. But it's only available what they have. Prayer, on the other hand, you don't just walk in the shul, I'm here. No, you have to meditate and you have to pray and sometimes people fast and sometimes people uh, pour their heart out. 
and it's not necessarily there, but you're able to draw down blessings that did not exist. And God forbid there was a decree against you or against whoever it may be, you have the power to draw down tremendous, tremendous blessings. Now, so that is the difference between what? Prayer and blessing. So the Rebbe says, this power that prayer has, that it can draw down new blessings that doesn't even exist, because you're going into Eirin Saif, which is higher than Hishtalshalus, and you can sort of draw down powerful new blessing that never really existed before. So the same thing happens by, 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 lear by learning Torah, or for example, by a rabbi that gives a psak din, a ruling, that you literally, through the ruling, you can, can change reality in the world. In other words, you can make a Dover Chadosh, which does not even exist, in the world. Now, why is that? And Rabbi explains very simple. Because we all know that Torah is higher than the source of the world. You have the world, Oilam, but Torah is much higher. And through Torah, you're able to draw down power and blessings from a high place that doesn't even exist in this world. So in other words, like this. In Torah, you have two components. On one hand, you have the power of just like prayer, that you can draw down a new energy, but also you can also do it. It also has the power of blessings that it, that it comes automatically. So in other words, like this, there's pros and cons in prayer and there's pros and cons in a blessing. The pro in a blessing, boom, you got it right away. The con is, you can only get what's available. The pro in a, in, a, in a prayer is, you can draw down blessings that did not exist and don't exist. The con is, you have to work hard for it. And it's not automatic. Torah, the Rebbe says, has both. One hand, it's automatic. But on the other hand, it also can draw down brand new blessings. And as the Rebbe says, that we know, it says, Man Malka Rabbonin. Who are the kings today in the Jewish world are the rabbis. Why? Because when they learn Torah, how do they learn Torah? One of the key ingredients of being a rabbi is being a God-fearing human being. In Kabbalistic language, it's calling having bittel, having humility. Because what happens is, when you're teaching Torah with hum humility, so if you really have humility, who's teaching the Torah? Not you. If it's humility, if you don't exist, I'm just sharing what Hashem has to say. So who's really teaching? Hashem is the one teaching. The Rebbe says, the Melech himself, Melech, Malchi, Amlachim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem is the one that's giving off the ruling. And since Hashem is the one that's giving off the ruling, so then it comes brand new and it comes automatically. And based on this, the Rebbe explains that's why we have many, many stories of, uh, of, 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 of uh, Tana and Amoira, people from the Mishnah and from the Talmud, that through their learning Torah, again, because they had the component, they were able to draw down brand new blessings. And it was automatically because they learned with humility. Like the famous story, the Rebbe quotes, or Pinchas Ben Yair, where he came to the ward and he said, hey, split the water. And guess what? Since when does water split? It happened, huge miracle, when the Jewish people left Egypt. But for him, it split. Why? Because again, he was coming from a place of Torah with humility. So therefore, it happened, even though it's not natural, and it happened right away. 
which basically affected a real change in the world, which is the power of prayer. But it also happened based on his command, which is basically the power of blessing. Now, so again, so what do we see from here? So you have blessing, which happens automatic. You have prayer, which makes a change in the world. But then you have what? Torah, which has both. What it means it has both? It has the aspect where it happens automatic, and it has the aspect that what? That it changes, it, it, it's able to change the world. So the Rebbe says, one second. So seemingly, Torah is much greater than prayer. Sit and study Torah all day. Why? Because prayer, it accomplishes what prayer and accomplishes, accomplishes everything. But the Rebbe says the truth is, there is a power in prayer over Torah. Why is that? Because what is Torah? Torah, we know, is Chachma. Yes, Chachma of Torah. Now, Chachma, we know, is one of the Svirot. Even on the high level of Svirot, it's still a Svirot. Oyrein Soif is the infinite life. Now, when a person prays, where do you draw down new change in the world? Where do you draw down blessings? From where? From Oyrein Soif, from the infinite light. When a person learns Torah, where are you drawing down light from? Chachma, which is one of the Sfirot. How can you compare Chachma to Oyrein Saif? There's not even a comparison. Chachma is one Sfira, and Oyrein Saif is the infinite light. So in other words, like this. So through Chachma, through Torah, you're only able to go to Chachma. Through Tefillah, on the other hand, you're able to go to Oyrein Saif. And that's why, through prayer, you can literally get and I'll quote, a Ratzin Chadash, a brand new will, which comes from the infinite light, which is much higher than Torah. Now, <clears throat> however, so that is generally between Torah and prayer. So you see that prayer is, prayer is much higher. But here is the novelty of the Rashbi. When they came to the Rashbi, it wasn't in store to have Torah. It wasn't in the place of Chachma that the way the other rabbis, they found a place in Torah that they can reveal this blessing to come down to the world. They needed rain. There was a Xerah, there was a decree. So the power of the Torah of Rashmi was that he was able to draw down rain, which is a huge, huge miracle. In other words, all the miracles that we find in the Talmud was basically through Chachma Satura. They were able to get, able to get that through the level of Chachma. However, the Rashbi, when he said the Torah, there was no room to, to have rain. However, he was able to reach through his Torah to Eirein Saif, which is higher than the, the normal Torah, which is on the level of Tefillah. Now, so the question is very simple. So we have like this, we have blessing, Blessing, basically, as we said, if it's there, you can have it. Prayer, on the other hand, what's prayer? Prayer can draw down something new, even though it's a decree against you or against the community. You can abolish it all through proper prayer. Torah, on the other hand, has the benefit of blessing and prayer, where it comes right away, and it can change things. However, there's one small glitch in Torah, one small thing that's lacking, where prayer has the advantage, is that prayer can only reach Chachma. If you need to bring in drawing greater blessings, you can't bring it in. But tefillah, on the other hand, goes to the highest. 
Rajbi, on the other hand, through his Torah, was able to, A, it came right away, and B, he was able to draw in where prayer reaches into Oyrein Soif, which is higher, obviously, than Chachma. So the question is, how was he able to do that? And Rebbe explains very simple. Because the Rashbi didn't just teach Torah. He taught, and this is key, Pnimiyas HaTorah. He taught the inner secrets of Torah. He taught Kabbalah, Hasidus, mysticism, whichever way you know it in English. He taught Pnimiyas HaTorah. The power that Pnimiyas HaTorah has, that in Pnimiyas HaTorah, the light of Oyr Ein Soif is totally revealed. So when you're learning Chassidus, and you're learning Kabbalah, you're learning mysticism, you are connecting to the Oyr Ein Soif, and it's revealed, and through that you can channel in the greatest and most powerful blessing that exists. And therefore, when the Rashbi said that Torah, he was able to get guaranteed uh, return, guaranteed blessing, and obviously from the highest um, uh, places. Now, and now there explains practically how it works, why that's so. And there says like this, because what happens is, what happens when you pray? Why is it that prayer is so powerful? So there's something which is called in the world of Kabbalah, man. Man stands for Mayim Nukvin, which means feminine waters, which means when a person puts in the effort. There's Mad, which is Mayim Tchurim, which is basically, that's the easy flow of energy. But Man is Mayim Nukvin, a person puts in a lot of effort. When a person puts in a lot of effort, so it does two things. And that's what happens by prayer. One is it draws down the Oyur Ein Soif, which is higher than the Shtalshalus. That's number one that it does. And also, it makes you a vessel to receive the light. Because if you draw down this powerful light and you don't pray first, you're not going to be a vessel to receive it. So you need to accomplish two things. So prayer accomplishes two things. Number one accomplishes that you can, you're drawing down this powerful light. And the second thing it does is, and just as important, it makes you a vessel for it. Can you imagine you have all these blessings, but you're not a vessel? Or imagine you're a vessel and you have no blessing. The prayer does both. It draws down the powerful light and it makes you a blessing for it. And Rebbe says that um, the Rashbi, by teaching Hasidus, by teaching Pneumius HaTorah, he was able to do two things. Drawing down this powerful light through Chassidus, and also making you a vessel to be able to, re- to be able to receive it. And that's why the Rebbe says, interestingly, what, what, did he, what, what did the Arizal cause to happen? He caused Yeridas Kshamim. He caused the power for rain to come down, which basically is the same idea of tefillah. Why? Because what's the whole idea of prayer? Prayer does two things. It draws down from the highest place, and it refines you that you're a vessel. Well, how, does, how does rain work? So we all know it says in the, in the Torah, the aid yalam in aretz, the hishka is kolpnei hadama, which means that when the earth becomes moist, so then the rain comes down. So again, think about it. The rain is coming down from heaven. But why is it coming down? Because the, well, the, because the ground is ready for it. So that's why he was able to cause the rain to come down, to, to send us a message that through learning chassidus, what you do is you draw down the powerful light from above, but also you bring down, you make yourself a vessel to be able to receive, um, the, to, to receive the light. In other words, you refine yourself. So t- by learning chassidus, it's supposed to do two things. Number one is it brings in its powerful light, 
and, but more importantly, and as important, the two components, it makes you a vessel to be able to receive it. And, um, and the Rebbe goes on a step further, and he says like this. So in other words, like this, just to recap, and then before we go a little further, again, a blessing brings down light automatic. Automatic, but only what it has. Prayer takes a lot of effort, but you get the infinite light. Torah study has a blend of both, regular Torah study, where it comes automatic, and you're able to get, create new things that happen that's in store, at least Alpi Torah, in the sphere of Chachma. When you learn Chassidus, you have the power of, it comes out automatic, like the blessing, but also it has the same effect of prayer, where it draws down the light from the Oyrein Saif, and as we learned, another component is it makes you ready and able to receive that powerful, bless, powerful blessing. Now, the Rebbe goes a step further and he says like this, why is there a difference between in prayer we say that I have to work real hard and it comes down from the light, but it doesn't come right away. In blessing, it comes automatically and, uh, and only what's in store. In regular Torah, it can only come from Chachma. So the Rebbe says all these differences is in the level of the Neshama, the way we are a Metzias. What does that mean we're a Metzias? The way the neshama is enclosed in a body, and this is I'm me, and you're you, and he's him, and she's she. So once you have a metzius, then we have different levels. There's me and you. So we have once you're creating levels, you say, okay, this is the level of Torah. This is prayer. This is a blessing. This is a regular Torah study. This is chassidus. Over there, you have all these different levels, and when in levels, you don't get everything. However. Once you deal with the neshama, not as a level, but the way the, the neshama, your soul is connected to atzmos, to Hashem self, then what's the difference? If you're connected, the neshama is connected to atzmos, there's no blessing, prayer, Torah study, you're reaching the level of chachma, you're connecting with atzmos, you're connecting with Hashem himself. Now, where do we come to the realization that we and Hashem are really, really one, that's specifically we're in Chassidus. When you learn Chassidus, when you learn Kabbalah, when you learn mysticism, what do you realize? Hashem, us, everything is one. So once you learn Chassidus, what do you realize? It's all one. So if it's all one, then there's no levels. And then you get the blessing automatically, and you get it right away. And that's why the Torah of Rashbi, when you learn the Torah of Rashbi, when you learn Chassidus, you come to the realization that we are connected not only to Oyer and Saif, we're connected to Atzmos. And once you're connected to Atzmos and you're learning Torah on that level, then the light comes right away. It comes from the greatest places and we get the greatest blessings. Now, now that explains why the Rashbi choose specifically to give his teaching on the verse if you're saying is, it's all about chassidus and learn chassidus, you connect to the light, why did he chose this one? He could have chose anything. Obviously, if he chose specifically this verse, there must be a reason. Shabbos has two reasons. Number one is because this verse speaks about in that psalm, in the third verse, about the way through Shabbos Gam Yachad, Ketal Charmon, the dew comes down from Mount Charmon. 
So you see there's a connection between rain and obviously that verse. That's what, on a very, very simple level, on a revealed level. But then the Rebbe says that um, uh, the truth is, he, he gives a, 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 another reason, because what is the whole, whole idea? <clears throat> that what we say the Zohar says. The Zohar says that what is Sheves Achim referring to? It's referring to the way Hashem and the Jewish people are one. Gam Yochad, the way even the way we're down here in this world, we get distracted with the world, we, we, stay, we remain connected with Hashem on the most powerful level. In Hebrew, it's called the Yichud of Kutsubrichon Yisrael, the way the Zohar says. The Zohar says, Sheves Achim is Hashem and the Jewish people, Gam Yochad, we're totally one. Now, so what 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 did the what did the what did the uh, Rashi want trying to accomplish? He tried to accomplish that we should be connected to Hashem. On what level? Sheves Achim Gam Yochad. We're totally one with Hashem, and that's why specifically in this uh, teaching that he taught, he actually spoke specifically about the idea of Avas Yisrael, that people should love each other, and he and he and he taught in the teaching that in the beginning people were literally, I hate to say it going to kill each other. There was so the opposite of Avis Yisrael that people were going to kill each other. Physically, spiritually, they were going to kill each other. But then, after he taught the teaching that we're really one, we're one, Sheva Sachim, one with the other, we're one with Hashem, there was such a level, and I'll tell you in the Aramaic words, in the words of the Rashbi, Berichimusa de Achvo, there was such a compassion and such mercy and love one for another. So he was able to create, through this teaching, true Avas Yisrael. Which, through Avas Yisrael, it created the real oneness between one another, which created the oneness between us and Hashem. And because of that, so he, he explains the words like this, how beautiful and how sweet it is, Sheves Achim. Who is Sheves Achim? Referring to the love that one had for each other. Now, how did that come to about? Because we realized the greatness of Hashem. So Gam Yochad, we were able to draw down the oneness of Hashem, that Hashem should be with one, be within us. So, and then he could continue on to explain the rest, the rest of the verse where it says, Kishem and Hatoy, the Rebbe explains. What is Shemen? We know Shemen is what? Is Chachma. Shemen HaToiv. What is the good Chachma? Pnimius HaToira. So what happens is when a person learns Pnimius HaToira, and we know that Sawyer says that Shemen HaToiv is referring to Yisoid in the Sphero. It's starting from Chachma down to Malchus. It's the second to the last Sphero, Yisoid. But Yisoid of Weir of Atik. We know in Kesser, there's two levels. There's Atik, the higher level, and the lower level, Arach. So, so Pneumius HaToyra is connected to Weir, not even Chachma. It's actually connected into Kesser, the higher level of Kesser, Yisoyed. Yisoyed of Atik is Pneumius HaToyra, and the revealed part of the Torah, Mishnah, Talmud, etc., is connected to Arach, the lower level of Kesser, and, but the Pneumius HaToyra is, is connected to Atik. So in other words, the Shemen, this oil, which is Chachma, the Toiv, the better one, which is obviously in Atik, which is referring to Primis HaToyra. So when Sheva Sachim, when we get together and we love each other, 
How do we love each other? Not because we just say we love each other. Through learning Pneumius Atoira, and we're connected to it on a very, very deep level. So then we cause Yorid has Alazokan Skan Aaron, that we cause it to go down on the beard of Aaron, it goes down on Amidos, and the verse says twice it goes down, which means it goes down into our Chachma Bina Vedas. That means we understand Chassidus. We don't just learn it. We learn it. We meditate on it. We understand it. And it goes down onto the Midois and our emotions. And as Rebbe says specifically, it goes on to our, our Levushim, our garments, where we're totally permeated in an intellectual way of Chassidus and an emotional way of Chassidus. Then what happens is we have true Avis Yisrael in a way of Sheva Sachim. We're getting along. Yeah, and up to the level of Yachad, where we totally become one with each other, one with Hashem. And when a person does that, you become a vessel ready to receive the tremendous blessings of Hashem. Which blessings? The blessings from Oyer Ein Soif, that do not have a limit. Not even the limit, as the Rebbe says, of Chachmas Torah. Because we said Torah only goes to Chachm, which is a limit. But there's no limit, which means we're not getting something from a limit place, from Chachma or Eren Saif. We're getting from Hashem Himself. And Hashem will give us, and the Rebbe says, Rav Toiv, a lot of good, but not just good in the spiritual level. And the Rebbe Toiv Hanirav Nigla, in a revealed way. And what kind of revealed blessings? Bebana, with children, chaya, life, which means sustenance, whatever you need to support your family and your community and your organizations. Omezoina, food, revicha, with tremendous abundance. And that's how you finishes off the Chassidic Discourse. So you see, this Chassidic Discourse is an extremely powerful Chassidic Discourse. Why? Just to recap on the, on the verse, the way that the Rebbe explains, based on the Zohar, is that he named how beautiful and how great it is. Shevas Achim. We get along. Everyone gets along. Why do we get along? Because we love each other. We realize we're really, really one. Gam Yochad. Then we draw down the infinite light of Hashem. Oyrein Soif. Which, it, and, and we do that by learning Chassidus. And what happens when we learn Chassidus, Kishem Anatoiv, the Chassidus that we learn, it comes down into our intellect and our emotions. And that causes us to receive and achieve the greatest powerful blessings. So let's hope and pray that today is an Erev Lag here in America and it's translated Lag We should connect to the teachings of Rashbi, the teachings of Chassidus, the way the Rebbe explains it, and we'll all be blessed by getting along loving each other unconditionally, drawing down the oneness of Hashem in our lives, and we'll have the greatest blessings, and as the Rebbe says, without limits, straight from Hashem, physical blessings, spiritual blessings. Today's a tremendous day for blessings. I want to wish everyone uh, not, not only a blessing, but a blessing of a premium satira that we should all have right away in a revealed way. The greatest blessings, any change that we need within ourselves, within our families, our communities, we should be blessed with the greatest blessings of Chassidus, and we'll all have the greatest blessings of Mashiach coming. We'll be reunited with all our people that we love, that are here with us or not here with us, and will all merit to the greatest blessings of being with the Rebbe in a revealed way. Thank you so much for joining us for our class on Chassidus in honor of Lag B'Oymer.